loving the new glasses and so are the people. Thank you so much. Um, I do just want to give a lesson to the class and an explanation for this look on my face, which I don't think you can tell from this far away, but my nose is that of a clown where it is just red all the way like this. You can't really tell from that far away. Why? I can barely tell. Last night I was half asleep in bed and then I got up to use the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and thought, I have never seen so many blackheads on one nose in my entire life. I can't (laughs) live like this. So then it's like middle of the night and I'm squeezing Mm -hmm. all these blackheads. I had already done the skincare routine. I already know Mm -hmm. I'm making a mistake, right? Oh, I do that often. Right? Yeah. Like I know it's a mistake, but I just can't live like this. You just like see yourself at a new angle. And you're you're like, it's clean. I just have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's clean, whatever. Yeah. So then yeah. I put the Paula's Choice benzyl peroxide after I squeezed them all, thinking I did a good job by clearing it out. Yeah, I forgot that I had put on my retinol. <gasps> and lesson for the class, if you are unfamiliar, benzyl peroxide and retinol uh-uh, no, 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 uh, no, don't no. go together, cause irritation. And I woke up and I was like, I am literally a clown. Like no. the whole, like the whole honker, just a big red, like. <laughs> <laughs> and so all day long, I keep looking in the mirror and just like rolling my eyes at myself. But alas, here we are. And you can't really tell from this far away. So it's you surely cannot. But thank you for the lesson, because I have yeah. I remember one time I was talking about my hormonal acne journey on Instagram and people were sending me really great tips. So people were like screenshot, screenshot and post that. the responses. And I posted something and the amount of responses that I got, I cannot remember what the combo was that this oh, no. person had suggested I use, but the amount of people that were like, your face will melt off. Like, do not do that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's super good to know. Thank you so much. Noted. I'm going to also inform that person, <laughs> but maybe it's working for them clearly, which is why they said it for yeah. me. You know, whatever floats people's boat, but there are definitely a couple like probably don't do that, but I'm glad you brought up your acne tips because we are getting into that today. And... I would like to pull we a are? fast one on you. And in the first time in TMV history, I would like to read the questions to you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Scare. Oh, by the way, we're doing a Q&A. Thank you for asking questions. As always, we have an ongoing list that we refer to and pick from and try to get to all of your questions in, in good times. A lot of them come from Instagram. A lot of them come from Patreon. We also have a space on our website where you can submit one. So whatever flows your boat, whatever way in which you interact with us the most and feel like popping over a little question, pop us over a little question. Just pop. <laughs> Just pop, pop. pop. Wow. I can't believe you're going to read me the questions. What's it like to not be in control? <laughs> what is a day in my life without me pretending to be the teacher? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And was that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? <laughs> we got asked this twice. Okay. Kind of in two different ways. Um, Essentially, how do you wind down after a long day? What is your evening and wind down routine? Gabby and I were just talking about this the other day. So my Pilates studio, which I'm pretty committed to again, I've been falling into it and out of it in seasons, but I'm pretty committed to it right now. It like, there's only a handful of classes that I can go to. It's small and they only have it every now and again. And sometimes it's truly housewife hours. And sometimes it's like a nice 4 p.m., 
which I'm missing today. But I love that because I I love starting with some sort of movement, whether it's a neighborhood walk or Pilates or whatever, because it, it kind of is that break to put away what I was doing before, get grounded, get integrated into the body and get ready to move into the evening. And then every night is kind of like different fonts of the same night per se, usually. So I cook. Cooking is like my mindfulness routine. My kitchen is my safe haven. Aaron is not allowed inside. I draw this line and he cannot cross. Um, and we'll eat dinner together, maybe do an activity or watch something together. And we go into our separate routines. And mine usually involves journaling. It will involve last night. I like Palo Santo the house because it was Sunday and I wanted like a refresh for the week. I journaled. Sometimes I'll do tarot cards. Sometimes I watch ASMR Reiki videos if I just want to relax and melt into bed. Sometimes I'll do meditation. I did TBM this morning instead of at night, which is very unusual for me. I kind of just dive into all like my yummy self-care stuff after some movement, some good food, maybe a distraction or two via a show or a book. And that's about it. Love. Yeah. We would live so well I always shower at night. We would Mm. live so well. Oh my God. We know Mm. that though. Every time I'm with you, it's like we're roommates. Like Meadow. And I learned this from my old boss because Mm. she would always schedule her workout. She would do a 6.30 workout every single day. Yeah. And she would say that she would do it because it would force her to leave the office by 6, which I loved and also not a narrative that you would necessarily hear from an editor-in-chief in in magazine land. So I really loved that she had that habit. She was very strict with it. Mm-hmm. And she was yeah, super strict with it. Great. So that's what I like to do. So on the days that I do work out, I'll do a work. I basically I need to I need to like have a separation of church and state, especially since that's I what work it from is. Home. Yeah, I need to have some exactly. sort of separation to just be like we're done. So mm-hmm. some days that means I'm either going to a class like a workout class, or I'm just going downstairs to the gym, or I'm just doing some movement in my apartment. Other days, I'll literally just go sit on my balcony with nothing, (laughs) just like stare outside. Decompress. Decompress. Um, You know, I want to say I go for a walk, but that's a lie. So I don't. Uh, Would love to start doing that. We're going to start implementing more walks soon. Sometimes on the days that I'm not working from home, all that is is just my drive home. Like separate it. Yeah. I'll go to the grocery store and -hmm. pick up stuff for dinner or like go to the butcher that I like to go to and like pick up stuff to, to cook. And then I usually shower before dinner and that way I can be like in my cozy little outfit for the night. It's usually Mm -hmm. my disgusting robe. And (laughs) then I will cook, like Meadow said, really meditative for me too. And then if I'm alone, I'm going to be watching something while I eat. If Zoe's over, like we're shooting the shit and having dinner together while – I cook key cleans. Great habit. And then, yeah, I'll just do stuff to like wind down. Honestly, some nights I'm binging TV the entire night. And then I like, I do no social media. Usually, like, after a certain time, oh, that's a big one for me too. Yeah. Yes, I'd like to co sign that. Uh huh. It depends how late I'm working that day because sometimes, like, I'll I'll stop at six. Some days I'll stop looking at social at nine. It just kind of like depends, but I know that in my head, I'm like, okay, hard out. We got to stop and I won't go back on. Um, and then some nights like yesterday I did some TBM, some like self-care yummy stuff. I'll read a book next to bed, like that. I'll do that stuff kind of like after I'm done watching TV to like kind of start to slow down my brain. Yeah. 
And then that's about it. I have like red lights in my room, which I really like. My skincare is really I peaceful for me. I would love to steal that from you. Yeah, I, I need always to do make the red a tea. light thing. Always make a tea. Ooh. Yeah. A big tea drinker. And yeah, I don't really like meditate or anything like that at night. I'll do TBM. I'll sit outside again. I'll usually do that stuff outside. And then mm-hmm. yeah, if Zoe's here, it's like same, same, but different. Like sometimes we'll just binge shit together or sometimes we just do our separate time. And then yeah. like come together before we go to bed. Just depends. But yeah. when it comes to journaling, are you like a morning pages girl or do you like to process at night before? I do both, but I'm more inclined to be a night journaler than a day yeah. or like a morning journaler. The reflection, rest and reflection. Oh, you, yeah. wait. More yeah, inclined I'm a nighttime. night than morning. Okay. Yeah. 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 You do both. I see that for you. I do both. Well, if anyone needed any refresh to the routines, steal anything that we mentioned. I feel like mine okay. is so not special, but yeah. I mean, we have the same ones, but also I think that's important that like so much of it is just like resting, being intuitive, being off your phone, being present in whatever way feels good to you, caring for yourself, yes. caring for your body, caring for the home. Like that's, I think that that is what self-care is. What were you going to mm, say? Okay. Two more, one thing, two things. One thing that you just reminded me of, I never leave dirty dishes before bed. And if I do, it's like a fucking teacup. Yeah. And if not, it's like my cast iron skillet is like soaking in water. I clean the kitchen before bed. Everything's <gasps> in the dishwasher, dish, dishwasher turned on. What? Jump scare. Do not soak your cast iron. What do you mean? You have to put hot water on it before you can get yeah. like the stuff out. And yeah, then you dump you don't it. soak it. I, I just put hot water, running hot water, and you scrape and it with the scraper that they give you. Yeah, but sometimes you. it's Don't not coming out. soak it. <gasps> I, mean, I didn't know that. You used to put a wooden spoon in the dishwasher, so it's Yeah, fine. we're, we're learning. Gone. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, the more you know. I mean, you know not to use soap, but I, yeah. I would never soak it in water, yeah. Okay, well, sometimes I, would, I just I like don't the have hot, the energy. water running in. And it was sometimes I don't have that yeah. energy to fucking scrape it, and so I'm just going to leave it there overnight. Oh, I leave, the point. I leave a dirty cast iron overnight, too. I feel that because yeah. the oils are fine, you know, okay. but I wouldn't leave okay. water well, in it. Okay. Well, anyway, what you reminded me of is that I also think it's important <laughs> to mention our boring, non-exciting, like, wind-down routines because it is okay to not have a fucking stacked-ass routine all the time. And I feel like we see exactly. on the internet, like, all these people that have these, like, glorious routines that they do 701 things that they check off their list just to wind down and I'm like I'm checking off a list all day like I'm gonna do what the fuck I feel like doing it totally agree I also think it's unsustainable I don't think it's necessarily like natural is not the right word but I don't think it's being honor it's honoring when you need rest when you need relaxation when you need flow energy if we talk a lot about coming back into your feminine after being in your masculine all day and like me checking off the list of all the self-care shit that I should do is so mad like that doesn't bring me back to my feminine which is what I'm trying to do at Mm. the end of a day whatever floats your boat whatever floats your boat whatever floats your boat and rest is important okay (laughs) tips or resources to reference when you feel directionless pause something come to mind immediately oh okay yeah well i'm just saying like i think pausing no 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 not oh, like I literally, you meant literally pause <laughs> no but no but i did write something down i wrote like three steps for this oh. okay i wrote pause take a beat remind yourself to be present bring yourself back into that take inventory i said so like mm. taking inventory of what your values are what your talents are, what you enjoy doing, what's important to you, like all of those sort of things. Make make some lists. We love lists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think it's a fun step to then go get inspired. Yeah. Oh, key. This is a really, really big one. 
especially if we're talking directionless in terms of career, I think it's so valuable to study the people that you admire. If you yes. can go learn from them directly, that's why I think like, everybody should be an assistant at some point in their life. Like be the yeah. assistant to the person you want to become. Just study those people. If they're if you don't have direct access to them, but you have access to the internet, like just just Google and study those people. Mm-hmm. And then I would create actionable steps that will get you mm-hmm. in the direction that you want to go to. And mm-hmm. then I would just say like just just start. Just try new things. I think if you hate something, that's just as good of information as if you love something. So don't let that get you bogged down. But yeah, that's kind of like those are those are like the little lists that I wrote out in my head when I thought of that question. You need to like write that out on Instagram because that is exactly okay. what I do, and it's so beautifully said. You it need to like make you, a little like, guide of that. Back on track. Oh, it's perfect. Second. Like the the rest and reflection, the checking it with the values, the re getting inspired. You know, I love those fucking video series that I I have an inspiration mm-hmm. folder saved on YouTube that I come back to to fuel that. Like every every single part of that was glorious. The way that we had that breakdown on notion of our manifestations and breaking down the goals into the actionable steps. You need to yeah. like write that out and make that a gorgeous guide because that Ooh. was so well packaged. Okay, thank you. Nothing else to add. Absolutely perfect. Thanks. Um, another one specific for you, mm. how to find the, going back to the beginning, how to find peace and frustration of balancing hormones and acne for folks that don't know, Gabby is very open about her PCOS. She mm-hmm. talks about it on Instagram and gives great tips and resources. Go check it out. Our episode with Dr. Michelle. I feel like we talked about that. Did we not? PCOS internet's a scary place. So please try it. It really is. It yeah, really, really critically. is. critically. Side note, I want to talk about something in our next unpacking about that. So tune in next week, maybe. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm excited. But we'll talk about that. I want to start by saying like it sucks. Like it sucks. I want to acknowledge that, hold space for that, honor that. It fucking sucks. As annoying as of an answer as this can be because it's kind of like silver linings, I think just that remembering that your body is not doing anything other than like trying to live in harmony with you. So if a bunch of shit is going wrong, it's – information. It's trying to tell you that something is Mm. happening and it's trying to communicate Mm -hmm. with you. Now, that is really fucking annoying and frustrating to deal with. And that's such a reductive way of talking about it because it is really hard when, especially if like your body was doing one thing for years and years and years, then all of a sudden it's like, (laughs) never mind, bitch, you thought. And then it's like going in a different direction. Um, Which happens for women regardless of if you have challenges with hormones or not. mm -hmm. So it's like throwing that on top of it is a whole other ballgame. Which you just kind of said, like, the exact thing that brings me peace is that as a woman, I Mm. know that my body and my hormones are going to continue to change. And so there is a bit of peace in that for me, at least personally, just remembering that. And as someone who, like, Mm -hmm. doesn't deal super well with change, anticipating it, like, helps it. I know some people can, like, make them more Mm. anxious. But for me, like, just knowing that it's going to change, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I got to just go with the flow. Like I just said, PCOS internet is a really scary place. But also if you're just using like your critical thinking and consulting doctors and figuring out what information makes you feel good, just like knowing that you're really not alone in this whatsoever and finding Mm -hmm. resources online that are helpful to you. I don't know about you guys, but when I was going through a moment where like shit was hitting the fan with my skin and with my body and I just felt like shit, every time I added in something new, it just like made it worse which is why Mm -hmm. like I had to find a really good doctor. Our friend who suffers with endometriosis went to her and she was on all these medications. And the doctor was like, yeah, we're taking you off all of this and we're going to like cleanse, refresh, and then we're going to start from the beginning. And like Mm -hmm. 
start doing it that way. So I sometimes I think like stripping back and like the less is more mm-hmm. approach before you start just like adding random shit. But again, like you need to be talking to a doctor. Yeah. About yeah. this stuff. But yeah, anyway, rabbit hole. But like honestly, it sucks. Yeah, it does. So just you're not alone. That's like kind of all I have to say. Do you have a tip for how you found your gynecologist? Like did you search keywords? Did you look up like mm. LA's best mm-hmm. reviewed? Like do you have any tips for yeah. finding an aligned doctor? I literally posted on my Instagram story a question box mm. and was like, I just moved to LA. I have PCOS and like trying to balance my hormones. Help. <laughs> Help. And somebody yeah. who doesn't even live here responded to me and wow. was like, my friend has really bad um, endometriosis and goes to this woman who specializes in it. You should go to her. So refer to your network if you can. Refer yeah. to your network if you can. God, I can't, I don't know. Like, are, I, There has to be in the same way that there's like psychology today and things like websites that you can type in your insurance if you have insurance and like find doctors yeah. or within your network, talk to your I've done that. It just is a lot of work sometimes because you see just the insurance and then you have to go from every name to Googling them, reading about their practice, seeing if they're aligned. I, it's a lot. I mean, the healthcare system here is a whole other conversation. And if you are in LA, I just to not gatekeep, I go to Dr. Mercy and she's in Santa Monica and she's fucking fantastic. And I've sent so many friends cool. to her. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll link her below. Kind of similar in terms of like leaning into letting things go, being a witness, being present in real time. Someone asked, what does it feel like in your body to be tuned in, present, and witnessing synchronicities? Oh my God, what a pretty question. So I talked about this a bit in our Patreon episode where I spilled all the tea on my Sedona witch trip, but I we had massages and like energy workers come work on us. And the person that worked on me said something to me that I like kind of knew I did, but put it in a really cool way. And basically they told me that my aura was fuchsia and that it was a mix of like white and like red and purple, like earth color clay. And she said that that is like a perfect indicate. She's only met one other person that has it, which like really inflated my ego and was mm-hmm. like not what she was trying to do. <laughs> and she said that it's like the perfect balance between being grounded into the earth and rooted here, but connection to spirit, which is white. Mm. And this is like the red earth clay that balance. But that's how it feels. Like I feel rooted into being here on this earth, yet like really open and present to like messages and gifts and love and guidance from above. Like I feel that like duality mm-hmm. in like a really cool way. Like it, it feels like um feels open in my chest. It feels expansive. I don't have any like creepy anxiety crawlies. Mm. Feels open, feels elongating, feels like a regulated nervous system. And also exciting. Like sometimes it sometimes I get butterflies. Like the synchronicities will be like a ah, like it makes you it yeah. gives you like a little bubble or a little giggle or like mm-hmm. kind of lights you up. Um, that was gorge. I loved that explanation because I could feel it. Cause honestly, my experience is cool. My experience is pretty similar, I would say. I feel very expansive in my chest area because that's where I do yeah. feel anxiety and everything really intensely is right there. And it just feels very open. I'm yeah. I get super emotional where mm. but it's always like I'm such a nostalgic bitch. And I feel like that is the most <laughs> really familiar are. feeling that comes up is like totally. I have like a cheesy smile on my face and like could shed a single yeah. tear. And it yeah. just – because it feels like such a gift every single time yeah. that not only do I get a spark of feeling really proud of myself for feeling that tuned in and doing that work on myself and believing and mm-hmm. like having faith, but then also mm-hmm. I feel really grateful to my guides and my angels for coming through 
and for being there. It feels like communication. Yeah. It feels like you're probably having a conversation. And so that's why I always, I'll verbally say thank you. And totally. I'm always like, thanks guys. Thanks team. And it just feels like an honor every time. I think it's why it makes me so emotional. You know what I mean? Yeah. And totally. Yeah. It just, it always brings me this sense of peace of just knowing that like as vast as this universe is, that connectivity is very much there. Which also goes back to the wind down routine. Like if I'm Mm -hmm. dialing in and completing a list every night to get through, like I'm not making space for that like open relaxation, grounding connection. Mm. I'm not being present enough to look around because I'm getting like, I don't know, like you need that ease. You need to flow like water. Like you need to have that kind of like, you need to let go of the only constant is change. You know what I think though, that that stuff can be also helpful aside from like, if you're going through a bad mental health episode in some way, or you're like in a shitty mood and you're like trying to like check off a list is, God, who spoke? I think it was Elaine Welteroth that was talking about how she would schedule joy into her calendar. And she was like, I would treat it like any other meeting. She was like, I don't care what the fuck I was doing. The moment that that alarm went off, like I I introduced joy into my day. And so something like that I think is really – that's where those lists are powerful. And I think it's reductive of us – it's reductive, my word, at the episode. I think it's reductive (laughs) of us to like just be like, fuck the lists because – Right. I think in moments like that where you're so bi- – like we just do live in such a fast-paced mm-hmm. world that I think it is valuable to like force yourself to like, hey, come back here for a second and like feel those feelings because you deserve to get – you deserve to get to feel that. But then there is also moments where I, you're yeah. just like imagine scheduling in like – well, no. Because yeah, even if you're like scheduling in like your meditation or your breath work or whatever the fuck it is, winding down, like you got to do what you got to do. It's true. I completely agree. So I kind of take back what I said earlier. Thoughts may vary. <laughs> well, no, but I <laughs> but I think it's different things though, right? Like one is like yeah. yes. in the schedule, in the day-to-day, in the overwhelm. Like if I have to block out this period, I block out this period to introduce the joy. But then it's like if you're going to block out the PM routine, then you get to every – like day-to-day decide yes. what your body, mind, and soul needs in the present to do that unwinding. Yes, which is a little bit relaxed. So it's it's the best yeah. of both worlds, which yeah. is kind of funny because also something that I want to unpack in the future episode. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for the same probably unpacking. I want to talk about me reconciling that with the calendar recently that you and I have been talking about so much offline. Yeah. Okay. You know, cool. it kind of adds into this. Yeah, it does. So we'll, we'll do that in the next unpacking. Okay, cool. Right? Yeah. Okay. How do you explain your significant other's mental health struggles to your own family. I want to hear you talk about this. First and foremost, getting really clear on boundaries between you and your partner, what they're comfortable with you sharing. Like I wouldn't share anything without permission. I would make sure that you, like they don't necessarily have to be present for the conversation, but just like acknowledging the fact that you want to key your family into this point in this particular aspect of their life. I would just tread really carefully because I think not everyone is in your support system. And not everyone like needs access to all of that information. Mm -hmm. So I would just tread really carefully about like who you bring into that conversation, especially because it's not your own struggle. Although I understand that holding space for someone requires you to have a support system as well. And so I think if you're approaching from that perspective, that's beautiful and I get it. But I would just be more vague with the story that's not your own. And then you can lean into details on where it affects you or how, what you're going through and how, and like kind of lean into the, from the I statement perspectives. I also, if your family is unfamiliar with mental health challenges, would present them with a lot of educational opportunities. 
And also, like, let go and surrender is such a theme today. Like, surrender your expectations of how they're going to respond. Yeah. Especially when it's like, maybe your mom had a different vision of what your partnership was going to look like. Like, there, there's so many things at play here. So I would really try to do the work yourself to ground into whatever they bring to that reaction and response. Like you have that space in between, like knowing that there's a whole lot going on for how they respond to something. And it doesn't have to do with you or your partner struggles per se. And -hmm. like allowing that space to exist without getting too emotionally worked up or triggered by it. Um, But yeah, providing educational opportunities, approaching it from the place of where it affects you allowing that relationship to grow over time, meaning their understanding of mental health and also their understanding of your partner as a person and a whole person. And this is Mm -hmm. just one part of their experience. And I think coming back to that like whole person perspective, like they have a unique identity and so many different aspects that make up who they are. And this one part is just one piece of a puzzle that contributes to a struggle that they go through, but it's not who they are. And kind of like bringing that perspective to them is where I would start. Cosign. Kind of, we've got good kind of manifestation-y ones today, which if you're a manifestation girly and you don't have co-create, we literally are so obsessed with bringing manifestation into like grounded into research and mental health practices and self-healing empowerment that we made a fucking journal about it. Okay. Like this is our bread and butter. So please keep asking these questions because we love them so much and want to support you. And like, if you're using co-create and it's bringing stuff up for you, like this is so much fun. Can you share some of your favorite expanders? that you followed in order to see yourself conquering your version of the five minute mile, whatever that may be for you. That's such a cute question. Cute. I'm telling you, we're getting the cutest questions today. And I would like to clarify in co-create, we discuss the idea of neuroplasticity and manifestation in this one example that was, uh, no one could run a five minute mile. And then in like 56 or something, Roger Bannister finally did it. And after he did it within like six months, a handful Mm -hmm. of other people accomplished it like that because the point of neuroplasticity is that if you see something done, especially by someone you see a piece of yourself in, it forms new neural pathways in your brain to believe that that dream or goal or want or desire is possible for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very key aspect. Expanders is the term that TBM uses that kind of coined who those people may be in your life. Okay. Who are my favorite follows? I mean, we all know Ava DuVernay, big, big one for me in terms of just storytelling and everything that falls under that umbrella. Oh, for different things, for different reasons too. I love that you say that because I think Mahal, I think our version of the five minute mile is different things, different aspects of our lives. Like what is going to be for career? One could be for this one can be for that. Like I I love that you differentiate that. I have a couple people. So like for career, I had Ava and then I have this um, woman that I follow named Cami Crawford. She's a host for a bunch of different TV shows. And I just find her to be so cool. I love her perspective on things. She has Mm -hmm. a fun podcast called Relationship, which I think is like really entertaining too. So I just love hearing like her perspective. And she just is so good at like just speaking to the camera and like saying Mm. how she feels very unapologetically, but also like extremely respectfully. But like I see hilarious. you in her because I've listened to a couple Thank podcast you. episodes. So I see that. Thank you. I see so that big alignment. fan, big fan of Cami Crawford. Um, and then Lacey Phillips, duh, like the expander. Duh. We love Lacey duh. Phillips, especially for like everything manifestation for moments where I'm like feeling a little bit overwhelmed in any area of my life. I love watching her videos. I think that she is so fucking smart. Like her perspective yeah. on 
career shifts, like all this. Mm -hmm. And you would think that like somebody that, you know, talks about manifestation all day, like doesn't get as in the weeds of like steps that you need to take in order to do something. And like, if you read the articles that they have about like, fuck you funds and like how to pivot your careers to make sure that you're actually like set up for success and you're not just like jumping into like a fucking black hole. So interesting. She's so smart. I love Lacey Phillips. She's mine for bringing these like big concepts, like spiritual, psychological, mental health into the grounded, actionable, tangible, providing resource, providing that. I love that so much. And I see that for TMV too. And then I have um, two people on here specifically for like mommy content that I love. Love Desi Perkins, which Desi Perkins is Desi Perkins' mother. We love her. I just, I mean, (sighs) A, she's a dope Latina and I just love following what she does. And I just think her, obviously, I only see what's online, but like her relationship with her kids is like the most adorable fucking thing in the entire world. And like, she's such a whole family. Such an authentic sharer. And that's why I really fuck with her. And same with Taylor Giovasis. Both extremely authentic sharers about motherhood and fertility. And I just think they're such positive, fun follows so those are, that's totally, my list totally also i love taylor's oh man now i'm gonna forget what it's called but she has like a really cool instagram account about like bodies oh and oh like my god bodies what with hair it? and stretch marks and then, what it, what the, all bodies find it. what the fuck is it called it's but so yes. cool though the way she talks speaking yeah. of like ever-changing the for way women she shares. the way she yeah. shares about like an ever-changing body as a mother is just so fucking gorgeous the amount that I've learned about breastfeeding. The Naked Diaries. Because of her? I feel prepared. The Naked Diaries. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm going to co-sign because I, I I, don't know why I'm drawing such a blank, which honestly kind of points to a block. Like maybe I need to go in and I'm not realigned with my old expanders anymore because I've done a lot of internal shifts. Yeah. You're also not on the internet that much anymore. I'm not on the internet that much anymore. I Yeah. I think I need new expanders because I'm like my my brain went blank. And I do love all the ones you said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I need to redefine a couple for myself. So I'll get back to you. Send us yours. And it's a good practice because even me just saying the four or five people that I just mentioned, like I follow like a thousand people on Instagram and like, why? You know what I mean? Why? I try to keep my number under a thousand because it's just, I can't keep up. And even then, like, I don't even want, I just, I hate being on the internet. Anyway, I digress. Okay. Let's get through a couple more. Oh, this is a good one. Thoughts on being oversensitive. I absorb (laughs) every energy I'm around. How do I choose my aura? Oh, okay. I have an opinion on this. Go ahead. I don't think you can choose your aura. I have no idea. I think your authentic self projects a certain vibe and this and that not saying you can't change but I just don't think you necessarily choose your aura I do think I also don't think you could be overly emotional but I think you can be overly sensitive and I think that requires not meeting a need that you have so you're Mm. not fully expressing yourself in some capacity or not fully giving yourself to some sort of need you have so that you're like super reactive and sensitive to other things around you So like Mm. whether that needs to be diving into therapy more, whether that needs to be setting up energetic boundaries, maybe you need to meditate before you consume media. Oh, I do have that favorite visualization that I shared on Instagram that I can share a little bit too. But I think there's some sort of like need that you're not meeting in order for that to kind of like spill out into being triggered or activated Mm -hmm. by a lot of other situations. So like there's some sort of protection of your energy that you're not meeting. That's Mm. how I feel or read it, I guess. What do you, what did you, what do you think? I feel like we talked about this on Dr. Michelle's episode because every time we have a healer like that on, 
I feel like we referenced that episode a lot because it was so good. But every time we have a healer on, we always like to ask them that question because I think they're just, we're unloading on these people when we come into their space. And she was like, she was saying, she was like, I cry a lot. I remember her saying that. She said, I cry a lot which I love and it's true. And I understand that one day I woke up recently where I was just like, literally Zoe was looking at me like I had 10 eyes on my face because I've never said words like this in my life. I was like, I'm not even upset for me. Like I just feel like it's like the collective is so like going through it. And like, I was so upset the other day. And like the point is (laughs) to answer the question, um, cosign what Meadow said, and yeah, I think I would just explore because I know I've been in moments of that. I would just explore the things that you need to do to be a bit more protective of your own energy, especially if like proper boundaries are already in place. Because I will say Mm. like, that's like our responsibility to do. Like we can't, we can instill boundaries with people. But like, if you're just talking about like moving through the day and like the barista was, had a shitty attitude in it, like they were clearly going through it and like, it's like, you feel it. Like I understand that. So it's not me telling Mm -hmm. you you're being drama, but I am saying Mm -hmm. like maybe get curious and start introducing things that you can do to like detach and be like, that's not my story. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always love that. Like my godmother taught me that of protecting like what's in your story and it's your movie Mm -hmm. and like you get to write the script and I always like have that in my head. Who, by the way, she's going to come on the podcast. She's also my honorary godmother. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. She was like my first introduction to like any sort of like healer or spirituality, anything. Um, Oh my God. I'm so excited. But anyway. I agree. I agree. Okay. I'm going to really quickly, I posted about it on Instagram, but if you don't follow me, I'm going to walk through my visualization. I do this in meditation in the morning, but you can also just do it like before Mm. consuming the news, before listening to the daily, Mm -hmm. before going to go get that coffee, whatever it may be. There's like a long version, a short version. I'll try to run through it quick. Um, I picture like white light coming down and connecting I move Mm -hmm. through each of the chakras. You don't have to. You can just picture it going through every cell, muscle, bone in your body. Go into the earth. Wash all of your like worries, anxieties, Mm -hmm. things that aren't yours, things that you picked up along the way. Wash it down to the earth because the earth can deal with that shit. Like Mother Earth can regenerate that energy and Mm -hmm. use it somewhere else. She's very good at that. Wash Mm -hmm. it down. Give it to her. Pull back up renewed grounded earth energy. Give like re-nourish yourself back with that earth energy. Bring that back up. You can even picture those colors we were talking about earlier. And then I like to picture either energy expanding from my heart or some people do like energy pouring out of your hands and Mm. kind of picture a protective bubble, make it whatever color you want. You can like triple seal that bad boy. Sometimes people say to float a flower around it or something like that to add some beauty and just triple coat it and remind yourself that anything less than love, anything that doesn't serve you can be released into the earth. And then also throughout the rest of your day, it's just going to bounce right off that little protective shield. So like imagine that. So walk into the coffee shop and picture your protective shield as you walk in. Any energy or things that are brought, you're like, oh shit, that's going right back to them. That's not infiltrating my fortress. I fucking love that. And love and peace. I do it constantly. Thank you for being actually helpful because that was really great. Like I feel like everything I said was unhelpful and that was so tangibly helpful. No, yours was not unhelpful and I co-sign everything you say, obviously. <gasps> it's just something that I've been mulling over a lot. I, I bring that up in sessions with clients a lot. I so love that. And Thank I've been told you. similar things, Take but it. I loved yours. Like I love the idea, Dr. Michelle told me that, of like rooting into the earth, giving it to Mother yeah. Earth because she can take it, she can handle it and like yeah. pulling back up what you need fucking j'adore but then make the safety bubble 
Because yeah. then that's the energetic boundary that helps you protect. One more. We're going to end on a fun one. Okay. Wait. Also, pause. Mm. Sorry. Tangent. I forgot to show you this and now I have to. Okay. Annika texted me the other day. Can this be in the podcast? Yes, it absolutely can be. Oh, okay. I'm trying to find it though. Why won't it I'm like, up? Meadow, what are you about to tell me? <laughs> Annika texted me the other day. She's like, uh, it's literally a shop window side by side. One says Meadow. One says heal your inner child. Hello? Why have you not posted that on Instagram? I, I want to. Actually, I forgot until this moment because I was just remembering. You know my brain. But is that not the funniest thing? You've- Speaking I, of signs and synchronicity, she was like, I was zoning out that. my whole car ride, like not paying attention. And I looked to my left and there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Telling me to heal my inner child. I know. That's the second time she's seen a shop called Meadow. Once in New York when we were together in New York, you, me, and her. And then once in LA. Oh, that's Wild. really cute. People are stealing my name now. I hope they're doing it well. The other one was a craft salt store, which really adds up for me. So this one better be good. <laughs> that really does add up for you a lot. <laughs> right? I love it. Last one, and I made it a cute one. Okay. What are some of your favorite nostalgic candy or sweet treats? <gasps> I thought it was such a cute question. Mm, okay. So okay. I found them at World Market and almost <gasps> World threw- Market has the best stuff. The chili crunch that you introduced me to from World Market changed my entire life. So good. I also grew up in a World Market. Growing up, my my dad's side of the family, when they left Cuba, they went to Ecuador. So I have a lot of Ecuadorian mm-hmm. cousins and I have a lot of family in Ecuador. My grandma would always, once she moved back there, she would always eat them. But my aunt, who was like living there my whole childhood, still lives there, she would always bring, when she would come to Miami, she would bring something called hanutas and they're, it's literally just like a wafer, like a wafer cracker that has Nutella and like hazelnut <gasps> in it, and it's a little sandwich. And Yum. they, I found them at fucking World Market, and I almost cried tears of joy. Oh, isn't they that were so, so good? Speaking of signs and synchronicities, that's like finding a fun gift, you know? Yeah, and it was those. They were Can so you text good. Me a photo. Yeah, I will. Of what the, it I feel like, like I brain, might so have. I yeah, I will. Okay. And my aunt would just bring us so many from Ecuador. And oh. my sister and I would just fucking stash them. And then like once my grandma was older and moved back to Ecuador and we'd go over there, she would – it was just like – we she would like send us to the store to like get her some. And then she'd like yell at us if we didn't bring her back like as many as she needed. Yeah. And I was like mm. – It's going to be me as a grandmother. Yeah, yeah, same. And yeah, that's fine. So good. Wow, that's a good one. So good. Mine is a chocolate eclair from Tartine on 8th Street in San Francisco. And I would like to couple it with a rant. That is all you LA people that think you know Tartine, you know fucking nothing about Tartine. I was raised on Tartine in San Francisco when it was one location and it was prolific and it was well known in the community and you had to wait in line for so long. And we'd always, the eclairs, the chocolate eclairs with the cream in the middle. Like I can't tell you how much we'd be like begging to go to San Francisco to visit my aunt and uncle and cousins to go to Tartine. It was like my family's faith, my family's safe place. It's always where we went. We'd get croque monsters, we'd get whatever. And then they opened the manufactory and I went there for my college graduation. And now they're all over LA and they're ubiquitous and they're different and they're not as good. And it ruins the sanctity for me. But you know what? My favorite bakery down here that I've taken you to, they were trained at Tartine, San Francisco. And there you go. Does not add up. Right. Listen, I we all know anyway, my tartine first date, okay. My first date was a tartine was though. Tartine LA. Sorry. Also, I'm just cracking up in we my can't brain. We can't all be San Francisco. Yeah, I'm just laughing in my brain because um that was a cute glimpse into the meadow that was running rampant before I met her of like <laughs> of like 
I think everything is cool. And then the minute that you think it's cool, like, fuck you. And that has been <laughs> me my entire life. The second that something is ubiquitous or cool or other people like it, I'm off it. And I'm Do mad you know about what it. I still think about to this day? And it happened. Engagement like- shoes? Sorry. Yeah. So the engagement shoes conversation. Really no, yeah. the, the, we had it on the podcast. People listened to it. I think it came out like a month ago mm-hmm. and I don't think we've ever talked about it since, but I like find it hysterical and talk about it with everybody. And, oh, no. and by everybody, I mean Zoe. <laughs> like the only person I'm talking to. <laughs> And I was telling him how I was so excited about my new fucking coffee machine and that you and I got into a live argument on the podcast because I'm saying how I finally figured out my espresso machine and I've been making myself like an Americano every morning and you with everything and you were like, why don't you just do it like how I do it? And I was like, no, because then the coffee, first of all, it takes too long. Second of all, the coffee's then fucking cold. And if I want a new one, then I have to like make the whole shit over again. And you were like, well, I guess I'd rather just have like yummy, delicious coffee than like watered down espresso. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you mean an Americano, something that people pay $6 for every day? Like, sure. <laughs> I literally don't even remember. I'm so fucking bratty. That's the side that I it's think so people funny. don't on TV don't see of me. It's like, we've this talked is- about it before in the way in which I get mad. Yes. And like throw tantrums. You, you but turn I'm into also a like cranky really like 12 year old. Yeah. yeah, with like too good of taste. Too, that's a good, yes, 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 yeah. yes. You're like I'm a like kid. a cranky 12 year old, like demanding sashimi and is like very upset that about it. That is what it, I was literally about to say, like a, like a kid that was raised only eating sushi. Like that is what you sound like. <laughs> so this is why when her dog is being a stupid fucking cunt and I'm like, yeah, oh, she gets that it. little like rattiness from Meadow. And people are like, oh my God, no, I don't get it. I'm like, no, guys, this no, is a part no, of her personality. Does. You guys just don't see it because I'm Ram Dass on the podcast or I try. I can't be it. the only mean one on here. <laughs> people need to know. <laughs> the secret is I'm meaner than Gabby. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know that I'm so much worse than you. <laughs> Being a Libra, like, you guys have such a stupid fucking shield around you. Maddie's the same way. And then she says this, like, one-off comment, and you're like... You're like... That's so fucking true. Honestly, same goes for, like, Annika and Riley. Like, we're all the same. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, It's all of us. I've been hanging out with them a lot more. by Libras. And I had never had a Libra friend in my life. And now I have, like, 75 of you. And you guys all have the same birthdays. (laughs) Like Riley, no, I'm met the only a- October Libra. Yes, <laughs> that's part of it again. Yeah, but like Riley and Annika, same birthday. Maddie and Fiona, yeah. same birthday. I'm like, what's like three days later, four days later? Yeah, what's going on? I, know. I had a coworker a that had my same birthday, birthday, and I pretended like I was surprised every year because I was like, it's my day. I don't know what you're talking about. That is the funniest thing it's I've ever heard. My birthday. That is really not funny. yours. What celebrity has your birthday? Mm, I have no idea. The only one I know is Zac Efron, and I was always greatly <gasps> disappointed by that. Oh, my God. I used to think he was so cutie. Okay, let's see. May 14th. <laughs> I love arguing. Not me calling your dog a stupid fucking cunt and then me comparing her to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's best friendship in a nutshell, though. <laughs> oh, my God. She Guess is. who has my birthday? Mr. Oh, Markey. No. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, wait. I don't know if he has my birthday or he's just in May. Nope. Oh, man. I think think May 14th. Is that it? Shut up. Wait. I'm looking at mine now. I got to have some. No, I just now it's giving me May birthdays. I want May 14th. I don't know who any is. Kate Blanchett. Sophia Coppola. 
Crimey River Meadows. Oh my yeah. god. Of course okay, she's a Taurus. What do you mean? Oh my god. I can't say this on the podcast. Oh god, is it someone awful? <laughs> okay. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, only Lee Harvey Oswald. <gasps> <laughs> Talking about a stupid fucking cunt. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> I liked not being in the driver's seat. That was fun. Wow. Gross. I felt like I was on your talk show or something. You're on my talk show? There's a lot of celebrities I feel like you'd get along with. There's a lot of celebrities I feel like you'd get along with, but I don't want to say them out loud because I do think we're going to be friends with them. <laughs> That's my toxic trait. That is a very funny toxic trait that you and I have. I saw this TikTok the other day of um, it was Stitch with this girl who was – like a really good dancer and then the girl was like my toxic trait is thinking that i could get up right now and do that whole thing super fucking well and i was like that's me and meadow that is that's, me first and all, meadow not only is that the two of us but you don't think last week that i fucking started trying learn wait fuck what was it it was the, the, i started trying to learn how to vogue <laughs> that point hit close <laughs> Do you like do like jazzercise or anything like that? I feel like you would. No, but I feel like we should go to a bar class together. I did adult beginner ballet a couple times, remember? But I feel like some sort of like bar Pilates could be fun to do together sometimes. Yeah, but they don't do dance. I used to take bar classes all the time and it was not. You were just on a bar. There's a dance studio. I, if they have beginner classes, we're totally going. It's a speakeasy in the back of a coffee shop. That turns into <gasps> like a cute. gorgeous ballet studio in LA. We should go. Well, you and Aaron should take like... Like Zoe and I want to take dance classes together. Oh, okay. Well, let's all the four of us. We want to take like bachata classes. We're gonna take bachata. Yeah, we we've been saying that for fucking four years. Let's all do that together. That would be so Mm -hmm. much fun. Yeah, Aaron would do circles around me, but I would love it. We have a lot of weddings coming up, and I'm like, baby boy. Oh yeah, (laughs) figure it out. Oh my god, wait. Let's make that a thing. Let's go. Maybe we can look one up when you visit. Yeah. Okay. Yay. You gotta go. I gotta go. Love you. Bye. Love you. Read and review. Subscribe. Send it to a friend. Yeah. Read and review. Yeah. Okay. Ciao. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.